This podcast is a 98 Studios production. This episode is brought to you guys by the 2024 Alchemy Excellence event. Today's the day, baby. Today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the motherfucking day. Today is the day. Today's the day. Today is the day. Today's the day. What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome back to Today's the Day with one of my all-time favorite people, repeat guest, and an all-time favorite of your guys as well. Thank you, Seba, for being here. Thanks for having me. I love you, bro. I'm psyched. I'm I'm excited to chat. How long ago ago has it been since we had Seba on? About a year. About a year. About a year ago, we did our last episode, and I'm assuming a lot is new. So fill me in. What's new? Man, there's a lot new. There's a lot new on the home front. Um, Family's getting older. It's crazy. It's almost every every year that goes by, you, you, you look at life, and you're just like, what yeah. happened? How, how did this go so quick? I think the first time where I realized it was we were doing like our year end party for Sandlot. Yep. And it felt like it was yesterday and it was a full 12 months and, you know, most of the same people, but some new people. And you look back at all the things that, you know, were accomplished and headwinds and, you know, anyway, it's, it's kind of a, it's unique time, but it's fun. We got the kiddos, you know, we're growing up. Yep. My oldest is 15. My youngest is two. So we're like, you're in the, the thick full, of it. The full range of yeah. life, you know? Which is crazy, which is crazy. And you've had some big things that I'm actually excited to dive into because we haven't even talked about it personally yet yeah. about, about all your new stuff going on. But what's new with the work, work front? You had your year end party 12 months ago, flew by with Sandlot. How's Sandlot doing? Sandlot's, Sandlot's amazing. It's been, it, it's so fun. I was actually talking to uh, Nick Greer today and I was talking to um, another guy um, in the morning that played professional basketball. And he was talking about, uh, it was Travis Hansen. He was talking about his career. He was playing professional basketball for 12 or 13 years and has this highly specialized skill set and, you know, plays in the NBA, plays in Europe And then he comes back and, you know, learns this business skill set. Now he's, you know, really successful and he's a business owner and he's built these really kind of sweet businesses. But I was, I was talking to him about that and I was talking about just the people who I admire that are able to recreate themselves. And I think for my personal career, it was so specialized. It was highly specialized in door to door. Yep. For so long, and it, it's a really valuable skill set, but it's very specialized, very specific. Yep. And this journey for me of having to go recreate myself and go start from the bottom and go recreate kind of the next chapter of the journey, it's been really fun. Like, it's been, you know, super empowering and given me a lot of confidence to know I can take those same principles that... You know, I applied to go learn how to sell or learn how to manage or learn yeah. how to go grow within an organization and kind of go apply that work and that tenacity and that hustle to go become a business owner and go become a professional investor and kind of take those next steps in the career. Yeah, 100%. And we're going to dive into a couple of things you just mentioned a little bit later. On that, though, too, just talking about it, not only did you go and change everything you and correct me if I'm wrong I imagine in that type of change and that dramatic especially with how all-encompassing the industry that you left from is yeah you changed your identity entirely yeah and and worked hard on it like I I actually I spend time every day every morning very first thing that I do when I wake up I'll meditate and I'll go through that question of who am I and really actually like go through the process of saying, who am I to my core? Yeah. And I think before I did that consistently, you have an identity, but you actually haven't spent the time to be self-aware. And so I think there's a lot of times where, you know, my identity was I'm a senior regional manager at Vivint. And I, I took a lot of value out of that thing. And that's not who I am. That's something that I did. Yep. But that's not who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think really getting down to who I who am I at my core? You know, I'm a force for good. I'm a force for God. I'm an investor. I'm a I'm a husband. I'm a I'm a scholar. I'm a strategist. You know, yep. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm joyful. I'm playful. 
I'm courageous. I'm bold. You know, having like yeah. language to be able to describe who am I at my core? Like when, when I'm at my best. Yeah. Like, who am I? And when did you, when did you make the realization and what did it take to make the realization? Because uh, honestly, like the, that Tony Robbins experience changed mm. my life. And looking back now, I didn't even realize that it did, but it did. And yeah. so much of it is just that daily practice of priming, mm -hmm. of going through the process of getting into deep gratitude. Yeah. And then also getting very clear on a couple of goals or outcomes, but not thinking about them but really stepping into them and visualizing them and experiencing them as if they've already happened. Yeah. And it's always something that I've, you know, practiced and believed in maybe at a, like a lower skill level. Yeah. But actually getting really serious about this skill set of creation. Yeah. And it is a skill. It's a learnable skill of creation. Yep. But it's understanding that like creation has two parts and you've got the spiritual or the mental creation. Yep. And it's the ideation, it's the dreaming, and it's the creativity yeah. of actually like really, you know, getting down deep and saying, what do I really want? Mm -hmm. You know, not what am I yeah. supposed to want, but what do I really want in my life? And what does that look like? And if, if I wasn't scared, what would it look like? And just like really getting clear on kind of the, the essence yep. of what it is. Yep. And then w once you get crystal clear on it, then it's going and putting in the physical work in the world to go make it a reality. Yeah. And, and I think that habit or that skill set is one of the most valuable skill sets that people can have. Yep. And when people have it, they get these amazing results, but a lot of times they get it and they're unconsciously competent. They do the steps or they do the process, not knowing what they're doing. Yep. And they get this outcome, but they can't, repeat it over and over and over. And they can't teach it. You can't teach it and you can't repeat it. You know yep. what I mean? And so I think if you want like consistent results, you have to get in the consistent process of creation. And that's where the top 10 comes in. That's where the weekly planning comes in. That's where yeah. the questions come in. That's where the visualization comes in is that process of saying there's two creations yep. and I'm going to create it first in my mind. And then I'm going to go create it in the physical world. And then I'm going to hold myself accountable. Yeah that I'm going to be a person that does what I say I'm going to do. If yeah. I say something's happening, it's, it's done. It, it is, my word is my bond. If I actually say this is happening, it's, it's as good as finished. Yep. And I think when you can get that confidence, it's just, it's very empowering. Yeah. A thousand percent. And dude, thinking of thinking back. So it was your first Tony Robbins experience, that business master. I think it was the one we went to. Yeah. That was my first as well. And I just signed up for platinum this year. So I'm going to be going to a lot more. I'm stoked. That's for it. super cool. I'm excited for you to do that. And I was so bummed that we couldn't go to the, the, the last date one. with destiny. Yeah. So good. So good. But, but thinking back on that and I'm thinking back as you're talking, I'm like <clears throat> replaying like all of my memories of you in every one of these different phases. And what's really, really interesting to me is your, your like persona. Your, when I think Casey Ball right now, it's like this man is a master at deciding his identity and, and you preach it and you're very, very good at explaining it now. Yeah. But I look back to before that event, all the advice that you gave me in work and in life and everything, you were giving me the same advice. You just didn't have a word. I didn't for have it. the language around it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think what was so profound with the Tony Robbins stuff was uh, simplicity is the ultimate form of sophistication. Yeah. And he makes very, very, very complex things super simple and puts them in frameworks that are easy to remember yep. and to apply where for me, you know, I, I was actually thinking about this and I'm, I'm prepping for a training for the event that you're going to go do and also one for door-to-door -door con. And I was thinking, you know, I'm going through a bunch of ideas, but one of them was on this process of skills and competencies and yeah. just different skills that I've got in my life, what they pay in the market and the work that I did to go get them. And going through that, it was it was insane to me just to realize it's the exact same process. Yep. Des decide I'm, you know, going to sell. Go buy every book that's ever written on sales. Go interview every person that's top in their field. Go work like crazy. Get a skill. It's worth six figures. Yep. Decide I want to manage and lead people. Buy every leadership book 
that exists, buy every coaching book that exists, interview the top people in the field, go work like crazy. Yeah. Decide I want to go be a good investor, buy every book on investing that exists, go interview the best people in the field, go work at it like crazy. Yeah. And I think about this and I'm like, I started going to Harvard when I was 30 and I've gone two to three times a year for 11 years now. Yeah. And I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars investing in myself and those, the Tony, but uh, it's, it's a pattern of like, yeah, the effort that you put into building yourself, you'll get a direct correlation in the marketplace if you're deliberate with it. And I've just seen it in my life. Like my personal life is a case study of it Yeah, where I've seen my earnings and my influence increase yeah. as I've put in the work to invest in myself. Yeah. It's literally a very, very simplified way of explaining the law of the harvest. Like you, law of the harvest, 10,000 hour principle, all compounding, of all of it's kind of the same thing, which basically states, yeah, if you do a little bit over time, but it's also doing the right work in that 10,000 hour principle. So much of it's about deliberate practice. Yep. It's not about just out hitting balls. It's like, I need to practice a very specific way over the course of time. That's super true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I have a question for you then. And as you're talking, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, okay, it's a pretty plain and simple step. And I would say it's like a path to success or a path to to attainment of whatever the goal is. So whatever it is, right? Where on the path do you feel like most people don't get to or they fall off or they, you know what I'm saying? Like where, where do you think, and I know everyone's different, right? Yeah. And I bet their depth, the depth of understanding they have is probably how far they get. Where do you think is the biggest fall off? Like, you know, Tony Robbins, he talks about these three steps of pattern recognition. Yep. And number one is pattern recognition. It's like actually like identifying that like, hey, this is something that works. Yep. So I think about door door sales. I'm like a good pattern recognition would be, hey, I see five friends that all made 50K. Probably, you know, could do that. Yeah. And then the next one's pattern utilization, which is, okay, I'm going to go hop in. I'm going to do the training. I'm going to go knock the doors. I'm going to do exactly what they tell me. And I'll send you spit out this result. Yeah. But like the highest form is pattern creation Mm. where you can actually like create your own patterns and go innovate off of those fundamentals. And that's where, you know, you really kind of get ahead. And so I think about that, you know, with kind of all the things I'm doing right now, like my job today, you know, we're a private investment company and we've deployed hundreds of millions of dollars in incredible companies, but I'm doing the same thing that I did for all the years knocking doors. Yep. It's selling, it's recruiting, it's creating a culture, it's creating an environment where people want to be around, it's delighting customers, it's creating a brand, it's all literally the exact same stuff that I did, Yeah, just with a different customer. Yeah. And you know what I mean? 100%. And so it's saying, what what did I do there? It's not a door-to-door thing, it's being unreasonable in customer service, creating raving fans, it's... Yep creating a brand that people want to be a part of. It's, you know, surrounding ourselves with the very best people. It's creating experiences. It's thinking about that whole person paradigm and saying you can pay people in four ways. You can pay people mentally. You can pay people spiritually. You can pay people social, emotionally, and you can pay people physically. Yep. And in door to door, that was always the thing is every single person goes to the physical I'll pay you more. I'll give you a bigger pay scale. I'll give you a bigger residual. I, you know, it's, it's all about pay and it's such a short sighted view of what actually motivates people. If you actually believe like people are whole people and they have holistic needs, then you have to have a strategy that addresses the mental, that addresses the social, emotional, and also addresses the spiritual. And it's the same thing with, you know, economic benefits. You know, if we're, if we're offering economic returns to our investors, yeah. We're the same as everybody else. Yeah. How do you add value mentally? How do you go, you know, create experiences where you have experts in the field that come train and share knowledge and that people actually get paid mentally? Yep. And then socially, how do you go create a network or an environment that people want to be a part of that inspires them, that, that they're 
people like them that they like. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. And then last one is spiritual, like meaning and purpose and making a difference. How do you do something that's good in the world? Yep. That people are like, I, I love being around these 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 people because they, they're just good. They just make a dent in the world. Yeah. And if you have those things, you're going to win the business of if, if you had the same economic return, but you create value mentally and spiritually and social emotionally, you're going to win the business. And it's the same in yep. door to door sales and getting in a recruit. It's the yep. same in an investor that's looking at two or three or four real estate deals that could do any one of them. Yeah the economic return might not be the ultimate decision maker. Yep. And if they're neutral, you have to have something that gives you the advantage and it's, it's all sales, but it's, it's a mindset. Yeah. And I think what's so valuable about, I love that. Like two things I want to say, what's so valuable about that is that explains why loyalty is created. Like loyalty is created when you go and fulfill multiple needs. And For also sure. when you go and you pay people in multiple when ways. It, it's also when loyalty breaks down. Exactly. Like, when, when somebody leaves you, when, when you have, you know, somebody that leaves, yep. you can take that whole person paradigm and you can say, okay, scale of one to 10, how are they getting paid mentally? How are they getting paid physically? How are they getting paid socially? How are they getting paid spiritually? Yep. And if people just are getting paid half as much money, yep. probably going to leave. Yep. But if they're getting paid 90% of the money, but they're getting tremendous value with the social interaction they're growing personally. They they get a tremendous amount of meaning out of their job. They're not leaving. Yeah. Even for more money. Yeah. Unless it's like 4X, you know, it's got to be so exactly. disproportionately higher. Yep. Because these other things and people don't see the world that way. They see it very segmented and very narrow. Why do you think that is? Um, I, I just think that's the way it is. I think it's the way it's always been. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And and I apologize for my voice being gone. I'm not sick. I've just been talking a lot the last few days. Um, and and one other thing too that was explained to me at a Tony Robbins event when he's talking about um pattern recognition and all that. And when he got to creation, it was creation slash addition. Yep. Um, and what was super important for me is thinking about pattern creation gives me a level of anxiety. Like, oh crap, I got to go reinvent the wheel, figure something out. And that's not that's not necessarily what that means, right? And and I'm curious on your thoughts on this. But pattern creation can be going and taking something that Casey does, doing it in my own way, adding things that work better and not not being married to anything and also moving because times are also different. You do things different at different times. Yeah, I, I think if you need like somebody to tell you exactly how to do it, you're in trouble. Yep. So like a, a, for me, the way that I would do pattern creation is I'd study every, still do, study everything I can study on the topic. Yep. Go interview the top people in the field, get as many different worldviews as I can get. And then I cherry pick the pieces of it that fit the best with how I would go do it. Yep. And because I have like this unique knowledge set, I have a, a worldview that's different than any of those guys had individually, yep. which allows me to go create a new pattern. And it could be like a little piece of 10 different – you know, any of these trainings that you're doing, very rarely is it like completely new Material. info. Yep. You know, it's recycling these principles that have been around for eternity, you know. Yep. But, but there is a way to package them and communicate them that's more effective than others. You can get super complex and you lose people or you can be really, really simple. You think about Jesus and Jesus gives the parable of the talents and says, I give one person one talent and one two and one five. And the person I gave five turns it into 10. Good and faithful servant, you know, give them more. The one who gives them two turns the two into four gets a ton of love, you know, and the one that gets one talent that gets the least gets scared, hides it under their bed or buries their talent. And the master's mad and says, I'm going to take that and go give it to the person who had five. Yep. And, you know, it seems unfair. It's like, well, that person only had one and that person had five. But then you take yourself as like a leader and you take your top person in your organization and you give that person something to do and they double it. Yep. And then you give kind of a mid person in, you know, that you still growing. And then you give somebody on the low end that like doesn't have anything to do. Yeah. And you give them a tax. They do nothing with it. 
Yep. And like, I can't delegate anything to you. I'm just going to go give it to the most busy person I have because they're going to keep doing it. You know what I mean? So yeah. all of us experience it in life. Yeah. But the way Jesus teaches is very simple and it's in stories and it's, you know what I mean? And so yeah. it's like, well, maybe I should teach like that. Maybe I should try to simplify these complex yeah. subjects down to like the most simple point and put it in story form. And if I do that, people are going to remember a story. They're not going to remember like these complex terms. And yep. That is, dude, I have, I've never, ever heard that parable explained that way. And I, I grew up on that. I've heard that a million times. Yeah. It's never, ever, I feel like, I feel like a fifth grader right now because that's never clicked in my brain that way. And that is so applicable. That's I mean, crazy. But you could go that's on crazy. and on and on and on. You could do the parable of the sower. And you're like, you got a guy in the field that has seeds and he's sowing them. And some of them get snapped up by the birds. And some of them get like, you know, the sun hits them and they bake up in the sun. And some of them get a little bit of dirt, but they don't go deep enough to get roots. And, but some of them hit fertile soil and they, they produce 10 and, and 50 and a hundred times mm. more than the same seed right next to it. And then you take that with your recruits and you say, I put a hundred people in here and this person should have been great. Yeah. But like their dad got in an accident and this person should have been great, but they got like, they had some marital issues. And this person, it just hit fertile soil. And this person's doing a hundred times three years later what the person right next to him was doing. And it's like, well, it means you just have to have the law of large numbers in your side. Yeah. And you can't get all sad when somebody doesn't work. It's like, yep. that's how life works. Yeah. But if you do enough of them, Somebody is going to go hit that fertile soil where it's just the right time, the right place, the right environment. And that individual goes and literally does a hundred X productivity, what the person next to him. Yep. And you think about your career, how many guys came into, you know, doing door to door at the same year you came in. A lot. And if you look back six, seven, eight years later, you've done 500 X the volume of what the same person with the same opportunity that was in the same office did. And it was just, you were the seed that hit fertile soil. You had the right mentors, you had the right office, you had the right company and yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, and so, 100%. but like to make that parable work for you, my take is you got to have a lot of people. Yeah. And, and so as listening that, <laughs> I love it. I could literally just listen. We could just do that this whole time. Yeah. I'd be stoked because yeah. I'm like, I'm like listening remembering the story and then applying it to my life now compared to when I was five. And I heard it, sure. and I'm like, dude, why is this guy planting? So what is he, what's going on? Yeah. Right. Um, but in that, the one thing, I, as I listen, I'm like, okay, as a listener, it's like, oh dude, that to me, that could mean if I want to go and like pick that apart and create excuses, which I think a lot of people do when they go and try and get information on how to be successful or attain yeah. things. They try and find reasons why it's not them. So they feel better about where they're at. Do, do you agree with that? Yeah. So listening to that, it's like, well, yeah, but then like, there's so much luck involved. Like if I just don't hit fertile soil, that's why I'm not successful. And I guess the only thing I would add to that, that I think is super important is like the, all of the other, like in my example, all the other people in my office were more talented than me, or they did something better or something. I was the worst of the worst. Like I was terrible. I actually remember there was a conversation in your driveway with Ty Mattingly. I was working for you after my first summer because I didn't make enough to be good. Yeah. I was stocking your fridge and Ty came over. He's like, Hey, how was your summer? Like, what'd you do? He's like, Oh, I sold 26. He's like, is that good? And you weren't even in the conversation. You were in the garage and you're like, no, he said, <laughs> you yelled no. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So, um, <laughs> that was hilarious. I remember that. But, um, part of it is like fertile soils actually in your control. Yeah. Like so I think, I think the do. difference of being a human is you have agency. Yeah. You actually have the ability to choose. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can choose, you know, Yep. you can choose to make the soil good. Yep. I love that. And I, so I, I think, yeah, that is like, the reality is like, if you really look at statistics, one to 2% of people will really be wealthy. Yep. That's the hard truth. Yep. You know, 4% are going to like, 
top 20% are going to make great money. Top 4% really good money. Top 1% is like mega wealthy. Yep. The coolest part is you can actually choose where you finish. It's yep. the same with sales. You can choose where you finish. Like, But statistically, there's going to be a full-blown bell curve. Yep. There's going to be people that quit. There's going to be the bottom end of the curve, the middle of the curve, and then there's going to be this top 20%, and there's going to be like the disproportionate. I, I still remember my first summer at Apex back in the day. I was the number nine rep in the entire company mm-hmm. out of 4,000 people. Mm-hmm. And the number one rep did a hundred more accounts than me. And I was like, I couldn't have, like, in my mind, I couldn't have been more productive. Yeah. Like, I crushed it that summer. Crushed it in the preseason. And then it was Jordan Williams. And I went and I interviewed Jordan. And the difference with Jordan and me is Jordan had higher standards. Yeah. Like, I had these, like, standards. I said, I sell before five. I sell before seven. I sell before nine every day. Yeah. And Jordan's was I sell before 3.30, I sell another one by 5.30, sell another one by 7.30, and sell another one by dark. Yep. That was it. Yeah. He had higher, and he was better than me. Yeah. But he held himself to a higher standard where if I went out and I sold one, I could go take a victory lap for an hour and a half. Before you had to And I didn't one. have that urgency of like, okay, I got to get going. I got to, you know, yep. uh, emotionally I could like let down. Where he just well, ran. And, and he had an identity that was different than what you were trying to create. His identity was like, I'm the best in the world. Better. And, and I, wasn't, I wasn't there. And he got exactly what he expected to go get. And I got exactly what I expected to get. And both outcomes were good. Yep. But his was disproportionately better. And that's just. That's awesome. That's how it works. That's awesome. What a beast. Um, as we're talking to, there's just a few things about you that I think are so, so key. And like understanding them about you gives other people the same superpower. And one of them is you are, I I would argue you are extremely well-educated at this point. And even 12 years ago, when I started hanging around you, you were extremely well-educated. Somehow you don't lose the drive to continue to get more educated, to continue to be like a lifetime learner. And that's, that's one thing, like being super honest with you, that I struggle with. Cause I, I kind of go through phases if that yeah. makes sense. Like there, there are seasons where I am like, I am on it and, yep. and I'm so jazzed. I'm so energized. And then being super honest with you, like there are seasons where it's like, I don't freaking open a book for a month and, and there's no reason to, cause you never get to the best point you could be. I'm curious for you where that's like, or do you struggle with that as well? I don't struggle with it, but I think it's because I work really, really, really hard on vision. What up, everybody? Thank you guys for listening. Today's show is brought to you guys by the Alchemy Excellence 2024 event. I want to tell you guys a little bit about that and then get you guys a discount for that. Um, But the Alchemy Excellence event is coming up. It's January 23rd and 24th. For those of you guys that are wanting to start your year off huge, anyone who's in sales and recruiting, owns a business, whatever it may be, the the lineup of speakers is incredible. We have Todd Peterson confirmed, Kelsey Wells, Doug, myself will be be presenting, um, Jason Shaw, Casey Baugh. Jimmy Rex, Jeff Mendez, the, the list is amazing. And that's only some of the speakers. Um, it'll be a, a little, a short two day event. Absolutely worth your time. Again, if you're trying to go and start your year off, right. These are the type of events that put you in proximity with the people who will push you to the next level. Um, and even if you're dominating, if you're on an absolute roll, it never hurts to go and get a little bit better. So mark it on your calendars. It's the 23rd um, and 24th. And then use the code EARLYBIRD24 for 50% off your tickets. Um, I strongly encourage anybody, 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 anybody who wants to have a big 2024 to go and get your tickets. And I'd love to see you guys there and to chat about the podcast and everything else. So I'll see you guys in January. Until next time. King Cool Plunge. They make the best local cold plunges that I've ever, ever used. And those of you guys that know me, you know, I love to sauna, I love to cold plunge and they absolutely kick ass. So make sure you go check out King Cool Plunge on their website. That's K-I-N-G-K-O-O-L-P-L-U-N-G-E.com and use code TTD for $350 off. Hey everybody, I want to take a quick break to let you guys know if you like anything that you see on the podcast from the photos to the social media clips to the audio itself, the video, and even the studio set, all of this is provided by 98 Studios and the team. So if you guys are interested in starting a podcast, if you want to take your podcast to the next level, if you guys need creative work done, if you need photo, if you need to rent a space, 
any of the above, 98 Studio is the place to do it. So once again, if you like how we do things, they handle everything from A to Z. All I do is I show up and I interview. They do branding. They do design. They do everything. If you guys are interested in getting in contact with them, it's the number nine, the number eight, studios.co.co. So once again, it's number nine, number eight, studios.co. And make sure you do stuff the right way. It's your legacy. Like put in real work daily. Yeah. And where there is no vision, the people perish. So when you get foggy on what you want, the motivation lags and also the the drive and the hunger and the passion lags. Like, yeah. And so like satisfied needs don't motivate. And so like the table of success, you shouldn't sit there very long. Yep. You know what I mean? All of us see the prize at the end. It's like, man, if I climb that mountain, I get to the top of that mountain, then I'm going to be happy. Yep. And that's actually like a, it's, you know, it's fun to take a victory lap and enjoy the success for a minute. Yep. But it's not meant to stay there too long. You take anybody who's had a big financial exit, they're not happy playing golf and going to the beach for too long. Yeah. Like a solid like month, two months, three months, like you get to the end of it, you're like, hey, it's time again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like you need another mountain to climb. And so I think if there's anything that is a strength of mine, it's you know, I, I love celebrating the wins like for a night yeah, and just like really being in it and enjoying it and trying to be present in it. Yeah. But then it's on to the next thing and, and it's understanding that the growth comes in the journey and really the joy is in the journey and the fulfillment is in the journey. Uh, you know, yeah, you just, yeah. Like, I, no, I actually agree with that. I think that is your superpower. That is one of your superpowers, but also like, I don't want people to get it confused because you touched on it a little bit. You do go and enjoy what you've done rather than being so focused on that that you're always chasing something. Like, you are what I would say or how I would describe you. You're one of the most present people I know. I, I think there's a – you have to do the dance of being completely present and completely grateful for what you have. Yeah. While also being aspirational to go – create something bigger. Yep. But I think it's like really getting down to the core philosophy of like, my belief is that I'm a son of God, that I have divinity and that like, I've got like big work to do while I'm here. Yep. As a dad, as a husband, as a community member, as an investor, as a contributor to society. Yep. And I just like, when I think about like my deathbed, I just like when I want people to say like, man, there was no skid marks. Like, yeah, it was a full send. You know what I mean? And and also that I loved them and that like I, you know, served them. And I'm like, that's like a beautiful life. That's like a really fulfilling life. Yeah. I think about this like Tim McGraw song of like standing room only. And you have like this, you know, it gets me emotional just thinking about it. But you think about like this funeral and it's like, how tragic would that be? If you had the world, if you'd made all the money in the world and no one wanted to come celebrate the life that you lived, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think about like the people who've affected my life the most and I'm like, I don't like funerals, but I'd go to their funeral. Like yeah. that there's a couple that I'm like, I would like change my schedule to go to that funeral because that person moved me, you know, that person impacted me. Yeah. So there's a part of that, you know, it's like if you could live your life that like people, you know, wanted to be there because you changed them. I'm like, that's a beautiful life. You know, that'd be, that'd be it. Yep. So that, that stuff fires me up and it's just, it's freaking sweet to go accomplish goals. Like there's nothing that's more satisfying than to set this big goal that challenges you and scares you. Yep. And then you go hit it. Like you, you talk about dignity and like pride. Yeah. Like think about the times where you've been the most proud in your life. Yep. It's when you've done something hard. It's not the easy stuff. Yep. It's like, it's when you really sacrificed and you've taken the high road. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then just to, just to, I guess echo and also go and, and, 
let you know you at the beginning you said if you say you're going to do something you do it and now you're saying those are the like that's your north star that's 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 how you govern your decisions like you absolutely live it which is really freaking cool because no, cool. i think a lot of people and people see it and people love it and i think that's why people love you and couldn't, i think that's, couldn't give me like a, a nicer compliment than that you're, you're killing it and you've yeah i think i think I'm not even going to talk about your funeral. Actually, that's a terrible thing to talk about. It but is, but but it's like there dude, would, there but would it, be but it could happen tomorrow. Yep. It could happen tomorrow. It's like yep. this idea that it's somewhere like way down the road. Yeah, all of us have have friends who've gone too early. Yep, you know what I mean. Whether it's a mom or a dad or like a best friend, and so it's like that's part of like the magic of being present. Yep. It's like, don't, don't think that you've got forever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, go live life as if you got like a week or yep. a month, yep. six months, you know, how, how, what type of intensity yeah. would you bring? If, if, if I came to you today and I said, you've got six months to live and you have to keep the same work schedule. How would you live your life if you only had six months? My voice would be gone like it is. You, you, you'd live, you'd live kind of like you're living right. You, you'd go all in. Yep. You know what I mean? And, yep. and I was thinking, uh, I mean, my life is just insane right now. Like it's so fun. Yeah. Like last three days, fly to Jordan's course, play, you know, you got, they M got uncrustables at the snack like shop. MJ's like right in front of us, putting loses a bet. You know, we're play 36, 36 fly home. Amazing group. Like, business owner, massive exit business, like, and that's, and I get home and it's 1am and Chelsea's up and Chelsea doesn't stay up. She, it's like nine o'clock and Chelsea's <laughs> going to bed. Yeah. And the only reason she stayed up is because she wanted to see me. Yeah. Cause she's leaving to take our daughter um, to Indiana. She left today and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, this is like, this is the gold. Like, I got me, you know, the person I love. We're just sitting chatting. It's 1 a.m. And I'm like, that little act of kindness and that consideration, you're just like, you know, if you, if you can't be present in that moment and just soak it up and just say, man, if I was, if, if I was done right now, it'd be a pretty good way. Yeah. You know, what I mean? it's yeah. like, I just played 36 at Grove <laughs> and I'm with my lady and, you know what I mean? That wouldn't be a bad way to go out, but it's like, how do you like have more of those days? Exactly. Where there's more of those days. And I, I think, yeah, I, I don't know why I think about that, but I think about that a lot. Right? I, think, I think that probably helps govern a lot of what you do hundred yeah. percent. And I guess depending on the venue, I could damn near guarantee there would only be standing room at your funeral. Be, God forbid that, that happens. Has, but God forbid. <laughs> yeah, that we would, there would be well, that less point, than I'm standing I'm not going to be here, so I'll be cheering for all you guys. <laughs> um, on that, brother, like when I say that that probably governs a lot of decisions that you make, it, I genuinely think so. And your life is so crazy and busy and everything. And, and diving into something I'm super stoked to talk about, like on top of all of that, you go and you decide to start a podcast and yeah. from any, for anyone who listens to podcasts, you guys have no idea how much collective time, effort and, and energy goes into a podcast. Most people don't. And like to go and add that to your plate, I'm super curious. I bet I could guess, but I'm super curious the reasoning behind it. I'm sure you just want to monetize it and make a lot of money. Uh, you, you, you like, <laughs> honestly, you inspired me quite a bit to go do it. It's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. And the team has been super helpful, you know, to actually, they, I, I get to interview, but they do all the hard work. Yep. Um, but I think it's this idea of like, our job is so unique. Yeah. Where for somebody to invest with our company, they have to have a net worth. They have to be a minimum of an accredited investor, which is kind of a top percentile earner but then it's another layer above it's a qualified client so it's like a 2.2 million net worth yep and so but there's a lot of people that are 50 million net worth 100 million net worth a billion dollar net worth and i think we have like well over 500 people that have done a deal with us yeah and so those stories are just like i'm like i 
know these people and they're not public figures, but they have sweet stories. Yeah. And I'm like, one, I, w- I want to listen to them, you know, because this is somebody who's figured out how to succeed in the business world and, you know, yep. and so most of it's entrepreneurial based, but what, what I find is like those same people that are successful in business, you know, it's stuff usually isn't like in silos, you know, the same person yep. that's successful in business usually is pretty successful in their marriage and successful in their community. And so you just get like this. Yeah. It's, it's been so fun. Like I, I couldn't have, uh, I couldn't have anticipated how much I would like it. Yeah. And I was looking forward to it and I kind of, you know, it was kind of this mindset of like, I don't even care if anybody ever listens to it. Yeah. If I just do this interview and get to learn, yep, that's completely in line with my philosophy on growth. Like yep. when I think about how do you get educated, you get, like, I want to get educated from the people who are doing the things that I want to go do. 100%. You know what I mean? Anybody yep. will give you advice, but you should actually take advice from very few people. Yeah. Because they give you the wrong advice, you know, you they can give the advice to go get ago. to the wrong place. Yeah. And so it's being like very specific on how do I get the right advice from the right people? Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And and I'm super stoked for your podcast because I feel like it's very, very similar reason I do mine. And like that's everyone asked me. I, it's a weird question that I get asked. And I assume you probably don't get asked the question because financially you're just fine. People are like, oh, do you monetize it? How do you monetize? And it's like, dude. Frankly, between the 98 boys time and everyone's time and everything like that, we're probably net negative for sure, undoubtedly. But as far as what we get out of it, right? Yeah. Like you're talking about there's different ways to be paid. <laughs> Every other box is checked so much that that box, frankly, doesn't matter. I was with Nick Greer earlier today. He's the CEO of Built Bar, you know, yeah. built next to multiple companies. Yep. And he's just going through his life and going through this process that – you know, he's 11 years old and his dad had everything and then lost everything on Black Monday, 1988, 1989. Uh, and he, he experienced going from, hey, we have everything. We've got the house and the vacation and the, you yeah. know, the salaries to like, we've got nothing. We yeah. have my, my dad's working on Thanksgiving, you know, to yeah. go support our family mm-hmm. and how that shaped him and this company and how that shaped his, his thought process on what he wanted to go do with his life and the principles that he operates with investing. I'm like, this is like pure gold. Who, who gets this stuff? Who gets to like, you know, really look under the covers or, you know, look behind the curtain as far as where the, you know, the, the secret sauce is, you know, what, 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 what's, and so it's fun. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. And, and like, I think, committing to it and just saying I'm going to do it for 30 years Yep, is way different than I'm going to go dabble. Yeah. And so you, you invest differently. If you're thinking long-term, you invest in the brand, you invest in the team, you invest in the studio, you invest in all of the things to say, you know, what, what are my standards? Yep. yep. How, how you do anything is how you do everything. So I'm like, what, what, what will I accept? And I don't want it to just be, hey, I'm going to go like do a half-hearted effort yep. and see how it goes. I'm like, if I'm actually going to do something, I'm going to do it, do my best. Yep. I love it, dude. And you guys have, I mean, between you and the 98 boys, same studio that runs this podcast. Yeah. And your podcast is called Case Studies um, for anyone listening. So go look at it. It's like you're executing at the level that I think I would expect you to execute at just because of how well I know you. And it's oh, been, thank you. I've heard super good things. My experience with it is unreal. These guys have killed your brand and I, it's, it's awesome. It's super, super cool. Question for you. What, what have you learned about podcasting since starting that you didn't really expect, didn't know, or, or maybe you knew everything, but what have you learned, if anything? I think I'm still learning. We're, we're, we're pretty early. I think we're like 15, you know, yep. 13 or 15. You're 24 in Casey. Are we really? <laughs> Yes, sir. That's wild. I've edited 24 podcasts. Dude, trust that's me. crazy. You're 24. Yeah, that's, that's actually nuts. That shows, that shows the proportion of, of time that goes into a Casey's 10 behind in his brain. And no, that's crazy. Oh. Yeah, we've done quite a few then. Um, yeah, I think we've learned. I, I think we've got better. You know what I mean? I think yeah. I still don't have a script and yep. I, I think I'll get one, but I like, to just go wherever they go. Yeah. 
You know I what I mean? Like I, 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 I don't like him to be too formal or too scripted or too consistent. I think most of the time what I, what I'm curious about is I, I want to know, you know, about their business. I want to know how they think about investing. I don't want to know how they think about God. I want to know how they think about education. Yep. Cause those are like, you know, that there's not too many categories that actually matter. Yep. And so it's like, I want to, you know, if I only have like a little bit of time, yeah, I don't want to like talk about sports. I want to like actually get into, you know, the stuff that, yeah. Yeah. To me is like life changing. Yep. You know what I mean? hundred percent. The way that I view it, it was weird. I connected out of a totally different context, but if you ever watch the last dance, the Michael Jordan show yeah. on Netflix, Tim Grover, there's a clip of him talking about like what makes the greats, the greats. And like one of the best things is when, when there's no script, when you can act off of instinct, you get the purest form of anybody. Yeah. Right. And I think that is like the goal. And obviously I go and I do my best to prep and I've, I've watched and read all these books about how to, how to interview and all of that. And really what I've found is not only the interviewees instincts, but my instincts always lead me to the best questions that get the best answers. And yeah, I and, and when you're going, it's kind of a flow state. Like yep. I'll, I'll go back and re-listen to them. And it's like I'm listening to it for the first time. A thousand percent. I, I was just in it and you, you're not really as aware. And then you go back and you're like, holy crap, this is way better the second time. You know, it's exactly because you actually get to listen to it instead of being in it. You know? Exactly. No, a thousand percent. So your, your podcast is amazing, man. Case studies. Everybody go check it out. I'm super, super stoked for you. I'm happy for you. And I'm really, really glad on how you're executing. Oh, thank you. Because it's I mean, it's. Yeah, it looks like you're taking a lot of pride in it, which I think is super important. It kind of looked past ha- having a ton of fun with it. Good, which I think is That's the way to do it. Life's too short. Yep, to do things that you just aren't passionate about. And you're I not love loving it. Them, you I know? love it. Okay, so this next question I have for you, man, and this is totally out of left field and not not typically how I do things, but like the number one request I'm getting hit up by with people, especially to ask people in your position is like a lot of listeners here are coming up on money or maybe they have money or whatever it may be. And getting into investing is a very, very, very interesting thing. And there's a lot of wrong ways to invest that I don't think people talk about enough. So like my question is like intro into an an intro into becoming an investor and then a little bit past that intro into investing. Yeah. What's the blueprint? And we could spend, I know like, I know so long on this. So I've I've got so many opinions on this subject, and I think to like boil it down to like the most simple, simple, simple starters. Yep, is number one you have to have a long term view. Yep, like you think um, we're we're doing this experiment with our kids. Like we're trying not to screw up our kids, but like when I when I grew up, we didn't have any money. Yeah, so like there's just stuff that wasn't an option. And how valuable is that? Uh, it's valuable, but it's just, it was just reality. Yep. But my kids have grown up different than we grew up. Yeah. And so like we've gone to Europe every year since they were born. I'd never been on an airplane until I was 17. (laughs) And so we're going to do this charity trip in, um, in Africa this summer. And like, (laughs) like I'm just a different stage in life. So I'm like, I'm for sure flying first class. And but we've kind of like bought our kids first class tickets. Yeah. So we're going through the budget and it's a lot of money. It's $10,000 for a ticket. Yeah. And uh, it's 24 hour flight and an economy ticket is 2000. Yeah. And so I'm like, I can't justify spending $50,000 or $30,000 for these kiddos, but I'm not like not going to fly personally. So I'm like, I'm having this real dilemma. <laughs> And so I'm like, okay, how do we sort this out? You know, what's the best way to sort it out? And there's that like study about the marshmallows and like with the kids where they basically say, hey, you can have one marshmallow today or you can have two marshmallows down the road. And so I'm like, if we're going to spend the money, let's just spend the money. So I'm like, okay, you guys can either get a first class ticket or we can take the eight grand and we can put it into your, you know, investment fund that buys you a car. You guys decide. I got kids crying. 
They're like, this is like a hard, hard, hard decision. Oh my God. And then they all decided to go fly coach and to go take the money and invest it. Let's go. And they decided and probably together. They probably looked around. They and did it. And it was like, but I'm like, I don't know if that's a good approach or not. And maybe I'm just like, I mean, I don't see why not, but I'm like, we're trying to, we're just, we, we live in a different world than I lived in growing up. Yeah. And they've, they're not going to, the genie is out of the bottle. They're never not going to experience stuff that they've experienced. Yep. But we still need to go teach them good principles. And so I think like when I go back to investing, it's like, number one, it's understanding compounding. It's like the most powerful law that exists. Yeah. And it's like, if you put your money to work and it compounds over time, you will be wealthy. And the earlier you start, the better. Yep. So I think number one is just start. Yep. And then for us, like, you know, we actually have like investment principles. We got kind of five principles and number one is compound. Number two is don't lose money. Uh, take asymmetric risk. Yep. There's ways to minimize the downside, but also have like enough upside that's worth investing capital. And, you know, so we're very deliberate on, you know, how do you go get 2X or 3X, the kind of a minimum IRR threshold that you say. Yep. Unless the target return is this, I'm just not doing the deal. Even if I like the deal, there's not enough upside. Yep. And then the fourth one is diversification and the last one's tax efficiency. And so it's trying to like put those together and saying, I'm going to invest. Like it, it kind of matters what you're investing in, but it kind of doesn't. Yeah. As long as you have the habit of investing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And the other thing I'd tell you is that same formula that I use to learn how to sell and learn how to manage and learn how to be a business owner and learn how to be a, the same formula works with investing. Go buy every book that you can find on the topic. Go listen to every podcast that you can find on the topic. Go find the five people that are the wealthiest people that you know and interview them yep. and go actually like put in real work to go get educated, go get some mental models of people that are doing it. And, and yeah. over time you're, you're going to become educated and you're going to get better at it. hundred percent. I love that. But I, I think really most like of it that. is having the identity that I am an investor. I am financially independent and I am an investor. And just those two things are the things that if you never get those two things, if your identity isn't, I'm financially independent and I'm an investor, yep. you're probably never going to be wealthy. Yeah. And if you get it, you're going to lose it. Yeah. I love that. I, and like, it's so true. Your principles to acquiring any level of success in anything are literally just copy and paste it into the next subject. And then you just execute on it. Cause it's, I yeah, mean, but it's, it's pattern. Yep. It's pattern recognition. recognition. Yep. You yep. know, I love it. I love it. So that's perfect. I get hit up with that all the time. Maybe one day we record an entire episode in depth I love on it. that. I yeah. absolutely love it. And I hope that goes and gives some people some clarity that they need. And I had to ask it for their sake and everything like you, that. You got so. it. And it like, there's nothing that makes me more sad than the industry that you're in when people don't do it. Like yeah. it, it breaks my heart because you're meaning when somebody goes and they, they dominate and they have it and they're, no, they the, could go like, and whatever. You, and then you they look just at don't. that, that industry between all the companies, there's billions of dollars of sales commissions. I remember when I was at Vivint, it was 125 to 150 million a year yep. of sales commissions. So you take every company combined at least, you know, single billions, but a lot of money Yep, that's going directly into young professionals. And to have that pool of capital young, it's like if they just would have invested it and forgot about it, yeah, they're going to get, you know, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, and they would have been wealthy. And if you can do that every year, yeah. And I've just experienced it personally. I've experienced, you know, myself becoming financially independent Yep. From doing that exact thing, you know, getting it, putting it to work, getting it, putting it to work, getting it, putting it to work. And now, you know, in the moment, it's kind of, you don't, you planted the tree and you're hoping yeah. that the roots are going to hit and that the fruit's going to come. But now I'm yep. at the point where I'm seeing the fruit, like on a quarterly basis from deals that I did five years, 10 years ago. Yeah. Anyway. It's really, really cool. I love that. So it's, so. A, it's a passion project for me. It's like, it is the difference between uh, financial in independence is get to versus have to. Yep. And if you have financial independence, you do things because you choose to. Yep. If you don't, you 
do them because you have to, Yep. you know, and, and that's a way different place to go attack kind of how you want to go live your life. A thousand percent. Because I mean, if you approach things with get to, you're going to go do them the right way. Yeah, you, you have, have to do stuff because you're passionate about it because yep. you want to make a difference because you're, yep. you know, it's aligned with your purpose. I have heard you speak more than probably any human or I've gotten more advice from you. And like, I know these interviews seem like, oh, wow, this is like, I've gotten more advice from you, from you than almost any human. There are very few people that I, every time I sit down with you, I'm like, gosh, I needed that. I don't know where or why or how Yo, we got there, but that's what I needed. So it fires I, me up, man. I love you for it a I, lot. I feel like it's, when I think about like, what's my purpose on this earth? Like a big piece is to just go like add value. Yeah. And it's like, all of us are dealt a hand. And all of us have our talents. And I'm like, if mine is that I can teach and I've got skit, like if you've got music to play, you better play it. You know what I mean? So the part of it's like, I think about, again, thinking about death is like one of the greatest things you can do to live presently. You know what I mean? Yep. And I think part of it's like, am I going to, you know, if you get up and speak or if you do a podcast or if you do a lot of these things, the side pieces, you take a lot of arrows or you get criticism or you, you know, yep. haters just exist. There's people that just don't like you period. And, you know, you kind of put yourself in a position to go get criticized or whatever. But when I think about like getting to the end of it, it's like, do I care about those like naysayers? I'm like, no, you care about if you could actually go add value to somebody's life. So you better let your, better let your light shine. You know, it's, yeah, we're teaching those old new Testament principles, but it's, you know, putting it up on a hill versus putting it under a bushel. Yep. And it's like, I, you know, that's one of the things I think about. It's like, how do I let my light shine? You know, if I've got, if I've got something to say, how do I say it in a way that's productive and yeah, allows people to, yeah, I think about the mentors that changed my life and my life fundamentally changed because people cared enough to go teach me. Yep. What they learn from hard-earned experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and dude, I, I, I love you for, I want to be respectful of your time and everyone's time, but you have everything you talk about, you live, which is what's so unique about you and so cool. And, and you also do it for the right reasons, right? And you get to do it, which is a very unique position as well. So you've changed my life a million percent. No, I, I've got to say the same thing. Like I, you know, I ask you to come do my podcast, it's for the same thing. Like I, I'm so proud of you and I'm proud of kind of the man that you have become and also the dent that you're making on the world. It's so fun. It's almost like a parent where you get to the point where you're like, man, this, this kid that was stocking my fridge, he's not a kid anymore. You know, he's all grown up and he's getting it done, you know, super cool. Yeah. You're not allowed to make me cry on my own podcast. No, that's the good stuff. It, it, it really God. is. It, it's kind of it's kind of the circle of life, and it's so fun. You know, it's it's fun to. And they gave you the tissues, bro. Yeah, I, I I see the lives that you're changing, and it's funny. I you know all of us. Todd Peterson has influenced both of our lives so much, but he's kind of that same. He's what 15 years older than me. Yep. And I'm somewhere in that range older than you. And like that there's, there is like this, like 10 to 15 year cycle where it's like, there's just some miles that you put under your tires that you can't teach. You just have to go live yep. or you can't experience. You just kind of, but there are people that are like far enough down the road that can really save you a lot of time. Yeah. And I think, but you're getting to the point where it's like, you're getting those five to seven to 10 years in front of that next generation. Yeah. And I'm sure you see it all the time. I'm sure you see people that you're like, I'm changing their life by one, like walking my talk. And that's, that's where like that responsibility of studying and being educated. Like if you're an eight, you're never gonna attract nines and tens. Yep. So like, you're only going to attract what you are. You're not going to attract better than what you are. Yep. And so you have to grow if you want to help your people grow. You're, you're, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't fill up a cup if your, your pitcher isn't full. And so I see, like, I have kind of this unique perspective where I see how much work you've put in for so many years 
And it's the reason that you're having the success that you have is the work that you put in five, six, seven, eight years ago. And it's, you know, the value that you get in your life is awesome. But the real value is like how far that, you know, splash and that ripple yep. goes, you know? Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I thank you. I love you. Freaking made me cry on my own podcast. That's messed up. But dude, I appreciate you so much for real. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Studio Boys. And then as always, everybody, much love. And until next time. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, as always, it was a blast for me. I hope you got something out of this. If you got something out of this video of value, share this with a friend and please go show your love. We're on all streaming platforms, including YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. Any ratings, comments, likes, shares, they go a very long way and they make it so I can keep doing these things for you. And I would appreciate it greatly. So please go share with a friend. Until next time. <laughs>